Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Soulful Connections with Sam Black. Here, you will find opportunities for healing, renewal, and insightful conversation. Sam is an international psychic medium, trainer, and wellness coach, and is your answer for filling the soul. Good morning, and welcome to Soulful Connections with Sam Black. I'm your host, Sam Black, and I'm so excited to be joining you this morning and also welcoming the absolutely wonderful Roberta Robbins. So I apologize for you guys, a little bit of a late start this morning. Once again, my tech gods did not show up for me, um, but that's all right. I just had some fun with it, changed the gears, and here we are ready to have some fun. I have to share a funny story with you though that I think, I think at least some of you will appreciate. So I'm changing the computers. I'm moving over to this other computer I don't often use. And I plug it in. I'm like, why is my mic not going on. I plugged the printer in instead. So um, I figured that out and everything's working. Everything's wonderful. The beautiful Roberta Robbins is here with me, ready to share all kinds of wisdom and insight with respect to ritual and sacred sites. And I'm so honored and blessed to have her here joining us. So I've known Roberta for a few years. She's one of my absolute favorite people. She is the CEO and creatrix of Sacred Medicine Path, Sacred Wisdom Retreat, and Live Your Sacredness Coaching. She's absolutely wonderful, so much wisdom, and I'm so happy to welcome her. Roberta, welcome to the show. Hello, Sam. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I was like, yay, we have made it on. That was uh that was what it was supposed to be this morning with, you know, giving us some extra time, I guess. And uh, just so we can land in maybe a little more deeply. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's so funny because this happens from time to time. And, and I am okay with not being the goddess of technology. However, I am still curious and playful enough to figure this stuff out. So thank yeah. you for your patience. I'm so excited to have you here. Well, I'm excited to be here. I always love having our talks. You and I have had uh, a few now between your business and my business, and it's always just lovely. We just get to sit and talk about things that we find um, are magical and important to us and how we live our lives, right, and how we show that out into the world. So it's always great to have some time with you. It's always great to have time with you, too. So thank you for coming on the show. So today we're talking all about connecting the wheel of the year with ritual and sacred sites and you had the adventure 2018 especially with your sacred sites and travel and of course you've got years of experience with ritual so you are definitely the expert to have on about this topic and I'm so blessed to have you here so 
So first, let's start by explaining to our listeners what is the wheel of the year, just for those of them that don't understand what we're talking about. Yeah, so when I talk about the wheel of the year, what I'm referring to is um, the year calendar as we break it up and look at it um, into eight Sabbaths, so eight um, festivals. And most of us are very common with four of them, which is the spring and fall equinox, and then, of course, our winter and summer solstice, four other ones. And so we have um, the four other ones are the greater fire festivals, and we have one starting very, very soon. So Imbach is the first one, and then we also have Beltane, Lamas, and Sawin. So making up four beautiful um, festivals that lay on our calendar year. And it also like syncs in very nice, nicely with like our seasons and where we are in our lives. So I love using it as a template for my own life, but also helping others that want to like just dive in a little more deeply about where they are in their year and how this is relating to them in all areas of their lives. Oh, wonderful. And you have an amazing dinner coming up for Inbox, don't you? I do. Yeah, on on Inbox, on February 1st, I am doing a, it's a combination. It's a beautiful dinner um, that's being offered by one of my sacred medicine um, path apprentice. And then we're going into a teaching about MBOC, and we're going to be honoring that the fire festival, the first fire festival that's on the wheel, plus Bridget. And then we're going to be going into some ritual and that too. So I'm, I'm so looking for, like, I do the circles and these things a lot, but it's nice to put the dinner with it, too. So it's going to be a special evening. Oh, that's so wonderful. That's so wonderful. And what do you think it is about rituals that really anchor us in the tradition and the memories and, and all of that? Because, you know, they are ritualistic in that, you know, they come up every year, but also just the act and the action and who we celebrate with and all of that as well too. Yeah, you know, when I when I talk about ritual, I mean, we can have ritual, right, like every day in different ways and, and part of our sacred practice. But when we want to layer it with um, the time of the year, the seasons or the Sabbaths, it just helps us to shift into being more mindful, more grounded, more present to where we are, what is happening around us. So especially the seasons and where we are and what we're feeling in our lives. So if we bring it into a ritual practice or ceremony, um, we are bringing our, our awareness, we're bringing uh, more of a deeply aligned and rooted kind of feeling when we step into a ritual, especially if we're, we can do it by ourselves, but it's lovely when we gather people and do a ceremony. And um, it just helps us be here in the moment and really witness where we are and and then bring in, invite in the support and the help of whatever else is going on in that season. So it may be like the goddess Bridget or the foods that we're harvesting and coming in for us right now or whatever other medicines that's going to support us in our life and our journey. The ritual itself, bringing that as a sacred container and, and kind of creating power with it, right, just helps us so much more and enriches our spiritual life. Absolutely. And I love that you pointed out we can do ritual on our own. Oh, yeah. We can. And I have for many years. But, you know, I have to say, when we can gather with others 
there's so much power in that, and there's so much celebration in that. I know I was blessed to join Roberta for her um, winter solstice two years in a row now, and it's just been wonderful. Meanwhile, for years, I've always celebrated, but often on my own, maybe with my kids, but usually on my own, and it's so much more beautiful and memorable when we do that with other people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, that we start bringing in... Um, it becomes a tradition, right? These these times of the years and the things that we do become like something we look forward to and, you know, becomes a natural tradition and a habit. And because we shift, to me, you know, ritual and sacredness is just like when we shift our energy and our, and our thoughts to be more present, right, um, into a moment. And that's what shifts it from our everyday running around and going, oh, yeah, today is like spring equinox, right? Or whatever time of the year it is. It's actually, you've brought yourself present to the moment. And then when we, yeah, it's even more powerful when you start to build a community and you celebrate this with other people. It builds that essence of it together. Absolutely. And, you know, for those of you who are listening and, and you're not familiar with anything, that's totally okay. I know that in your life, you have your own rituals as well. Different states around the world celebrate different rituals and events. And even in their everyday life, even just connecting with a girlfriend for the first Monday of the month, that's still a ritual. But we're it talking is. about those anchoring into the year. But remember, we all celebrate rituals. This is not really foreign. This really is everyday life that's accessible for everybody. So I love that. Yeah. Um, I teach them in my sacred medicine path. Um, program, but you know, every day our sacred practice, the things that we choose that just anchors us in on our daily routine, but it's from when routine becomes shifted, right? Into a more of a sacredness, into a ritual of even something as simple as that if we are more mindful when we take our, our showers in the morning and bring ourselves into that moment and gratefulness of having water and warm water and, you know, tapping into the senses. So yeah, like we can bring ritual all the time. And so many, so many people do, and they don't realize that, that they are having um, those moments, right? Naturally in their life. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when do you think you were first drawn to learn about rituals, to celebrate rituals? When did that first start happening for you? Oh, gosh. You know, my first um, mental thought is always wanting to say, oh, somewhere in my late teens, early 20s. And then I go, no, 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 no. Drop in, Roberta. <laughs> this has been here for a very, very long time, like since I was a child. Um, I always felt really connected to um, the season to the moon, which is another layering that I do. Um, I, I think it's really important for us to connect with moon cycles um, every month, right? That's a layer within the wheel, within the, the year and the season. So I just feel like since I was a kid, I've been drawn to that and feeling that and even just naturally taking moments as a child and noticing if the moon was full, right? And having a moment with it or when it was like, those seasons shifting, I always seem to be aware that it was this thing called, you know, autumn has started and winter has started. And now I don't know if it's because part of, um, you know, my birthday's right around winter solstice and, you know, being a winter baby at that time brought my energy and my awareness to it, but I, I feel like I've noticed it. And it's that noticing and taking time to go, oh, 
um, look around what's there and feel the magic of it. And I've done it since a kid. So, <laughs> yeah. I know for me, winter solstice was always a big thing for me. And I didn't really know why, because it certainly wasn't anything celebrated in my family. But for me, it was always just so magical. And also mm-hmm. the moon as well. I've always been drawn to the moon. So um, I totally understand what you're saying with that concern, because it's just, it anchors us in. It's part of who we are. How many of us mm-hmm. have noticed different, you know, moon shifts according to our emotions? how we're behaving. I know I teach my teacher friends and when I worked in social work, you know, it, it was common knowledge. If the full moon's coming, you've got some behaviors going on. <laughs> you know, and <laughs> it's so much deeper than that. There's so much more. And when we can really tap into the energy and allow that energy to interact with us and releasing and attracting and um, being grateful and noticing all the blessings around us, it just becomes so much more magical. Yeah. I, uh, you know, it's been probably 13 years now. Um, my winter solstice I just had uh, that you were at, Sam, that was my 13th one of bringing people together. And um, yeah. I think, you know, it's important, right, to start shifting that way. But I would say for me, I was that solitude person, right? That, that did these things and honored them by myself. And, and um, there was something that just wanted me to start gathering people. And since then, like, I think I gather people almost every Sabbath and I do, you know, I do full moon stuff, new moon stuff and teach on this. And so it's become part, it's so important to my life because how it She's going to be back in a minute. So what's really neat is Roberta lives in beautiful Collingwood, Ontario. And Collingwood is um, on Georgian Bay, for those of you who are familiar in Ontario. And it's so beautiful. However, she is blessed with the great county weather. And I know here in Niagara Falls it's snowing, so I'm kind of wondering whether it is also snowing where Roberta is. And you know what? having a little bit of fun with technology today. And it's all good. No worries at all. So one thing I wanted to share, and I'm sure Roberta can expand on this when she gets back with us. Roberta had the most amazing journey last year. She actually got to go to Ireland. And I'm excited for her to share that story with us um, because she actually got to go to celebrate one of and be a part of it. And... Um, that is connecting and you know these things happen they happen all the time so one thing I'm wondering what are your favorite rituals what are the things that you do in your everyday life whether it's celebrations is it part of your faith your background is it just part of family tradition what are the things that you guys do and you guys can call in as well this is a great thing about blog talk radio we have that ability so if you were to call 646 you can also join and be a part of the show. And that number again, is And, you know, I mentioned your solstice for me was always quite um, magical and always something that I celebrated. And 
I really, really enjoyed that every year. And one of the things that I did when my kids were younger, used to enjoy getting pine cones. And I, and I often don't gather. When I'm out in nature, out in the open world, I do a lot of gathering. And I would gather these pine cones. And then come for winter solstice, we would smother them with peanut butter, roll them in bird seed, and go hang them in the tree as an offering to the animals. And um, it was always one of my favorites things to do, especially when I lived up north. So as some of you know, I have lived all over Ontario. Um, and part of that in Saddle Beach and North Bay and Sault Ste. Marie and all over the place. But I loved taking that out and having that act for winter solstice of taking those pine cones out and like, giving them as an offering and including my children in that. And um, even the one year my son wanted to do that for his birthday party too because we had so much fun. So you know, there's lots of different things we can do in ritual. And so with Roberta back now, Roberta, I would love for you to share what you did in Ireland to celebrate ritual. Whoo, hello. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just a tech thing today. It's all good. It is. So I'm in and out. I'm, I'm, and I'm, picking right, I'm picking right back up. Ireland. Oh, I loved Ireland. And I'm going back in this spring. And... Um, it was a soul calling for a while for me. So it was important that I go there and I went there during Halloween. So it's Halloween um, and most of us, you know, people that don't go by the uh, Sabbath name. So Halloween, most of us know, I had to be there at that time of the year. And I wanted to be there on the land where the birthplace of, of Halloween started and to celebrate uh, with the fire festival and honoring Klakta and her story and her medicine there on land. So I went there to explore Ireland, to make connection with other wonderful people over there. And not only did I get to go to this fire festival, I got to be a part of the fire festival on Halloween evening. It was just beautiful. It was magical. And so I'm looking forward to going back for Beltane May Day to celebrate um, Ishna um, at that time on May 1st. So yeah, Ireland's magical. And of course I'll be, that's my next in the fall, um, bringing people over to experience the power of sacred sites and ceremony and Sabbath. Like it's just a layering, right? Um, so yeah. That's fantastic. So tell us a little bit why Ireland? I, I know from our chats that you've always been drawn to go. What is it about Ireland that Oh, special magical Well, I was wondering that myself. I'm like, what is it? Why are you calling me, Lan? And I do believe it's, you know, I, my family, my grandmother's side is Irish, and there's, there's roots and medicine there. And I really resonate. I've resonated with, like, Bridget um, for quite a while. And, and, and that there's just the, I think it's like the roots of a lot of these, things that I teach and that I connect and use myself in my life. So places and sites, there's just such, um, so many sacred sites there. Um, the land is so rich with wisdom, with memories, with learning, with healing, with transformation. And it wasn't until I got there, I, I honestly wasn't sure if, um, how it was going to go for me when I got there. But boy, it became very evident that this is a home for me um, 
and I could just sink and lay right into the land there and be quite content. Oh, that's wonderful. That's so wonderful. Now, you've mentioned Bridget a couple of times now. So can you share for our listeners who Bridget is and what does she represent? Yeah, Bridget's one of the Irish goddesses. She's also known as St. Bridget. And um, she rules over Imbach. So um, February 1st, that's coming up, the first um, Sabbath on the Wheel of the Year. And um, in Ireland, I mean, you can actually go to Kildare area and go to the Bridget's Well, and they have a beautiful um, monument of her and um they also have a altar there that you can put your blessings and prayers there. And she, you know, with being a part of the fire fest, right? So it's that passion, that learning, um, the healing and um, awakening that's within us. She helps bring that, like if we invite her in, she helps us brighten and step into that passion and to set a light um, the path and the way for us. So she has so much medicine. She has so much history, depending if you want to look at um, St. Bridget or Goddess Bridget and how they weave in together. Um, but her, her energy is so beautiful and she's so present in Ireland. Yeah. Oh, that's so wonderful. That's so wonderful. And you're mentioning there's so many different sites. So it's not like there's just one. You really could do it. Oh, my gosh, no. <laughs> so tell us about a couple of your favorite. And what should people expect when you go there? Okay. So, first of all, just being on the land is magical and powerful mm-hmm. in Ireland. But in the county of Meath, um, which I spent a good eight days there, and that's where I went to the fire Festival for Clacta to um, the Hill Award. So that's a very powerful site. I also went to Newgrange. And they have three or two other saddle, major satellite um, sacred sites where they're honoring um, the light of like the solstice and the equinoxes. And they have been built to honor that as a temple, these sites. And on like winter solstice, how the light, they built it so that the light actually filters in through the canal, almost like into a beautiful wound space and lights up into this dark um, temple. Um, to honor that, right? The passing through the, the birth and the death and the cycle of life. So Newgrange is beautiful. And then La Crue, which I, oh my gosh, I can't wait to go back to La Crue. Um, it's a very, it's the, the hag. It's, the, it's very witchery there. It is quite a hike to get up to the site. But once you get there, um, there's so much power and magic there. And looking at ourselves and deepening into, into the crone aspect of ourselves. Um, so it holds a lot of medicine within that. So those are just like a few. Oh, oh well, I have to say the Gila Tara because <laughs> I probably went every day. I'm sorry, I, can't, I have to say that one. The Gila Tara and, oh, the fairy rings and the, oh, my God, these fairy trees and the wisdom there and the history. I mean, and the cemetery you got to go through and the wisdom there. I mean, there's so much. <laughs> we could do I was probably a couple hours. Because <laughs> I know how much you loved it. So, yeah, I stayed. Oh, that's so wonderful. Yeah, I stayed in that area, and it was really hard for me to actually leave to go to the cliffs to the west side, which I did, and that's a whole other energy over mm-hmm. on the west counties. But Meath County 
um, there's just so much magic, so much wisdom um, there. Oh, wonderful. You know, I cannot wait to go. And for me, I'm really drawn to Ireland, but I'm also really drawn to go to Scotland. And much like you with Ireland, a lot of my roots come from Scotland as well. And so I just, I can't wait to get the land and just listen to what the land has to say and co-create some, some wonderful meditations and things while I'm there. And uh, so it's just wonderful to do that. And just mm-hmm. here's just a little bit. Some of your other sacred travels, and on the other side of the world in Peru. So, can you share with mm. us a little bit about your adventures in Peru? You left your there last year for a wonderful retreat. You're going back again this May. Um, so, tell us a little bit about Peru and the sacred sites there. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm. I've been. This will be my third time this May going to Peru to the Sacred Valley. And um, it's definitely a different kind of energy than Ireland. Um, I started, I went there four years ago for the first time to walk what it would feel like to, to hold a retreat for a group and to go through the Sacred Valley and go to Machu Picchu and to experience that so that I would have the wisdom and understanding and the knowledge. And I do that with all of the places I hold retreats for. I always need to go there first and talk to the land. And last year I had the, my first big retreat and this year, May, um, we will do another one. And I'm so excited about, uh, especially this uh, May, I've switched up some things. I have some new places. I'm just, it's so exciting um, that this is, it just recently be launched um, for registration. And so Peru itself, I mean, you're going into the womb, womb energy of Pachamama, of Mother Earth. And, you know, we travel and we spend time in the Sacred Valley from Cusco to Machu Picchu um, through that Sacred Valley. And we go to sacred sites there. I have a wonderful um, healer from Peru, Velma, who's worked with me a few times. She will be our guide. She will be doing ceremony with us. She will be doing um, healing with my group. And then we, we travel to Machu Picchu. And then, we you know, we connect with Apu, the mountains. And the, the mountains there that surround you, there's just energy, this essence that just guides us and protects us and shows us like the way. And there's just this, like all sacred sites, there's power, there's transformation, there's wisdom. And I find sacred sites are just these beautiful places to be respected and honored. But what when we place ourselves there and open up and receive, whatever it may be, there's always something that is helping us heal us, enlighten us, move us um, into our evolution of where we want to be and living and who we truly are. There's so much layering, so many things that happen when we go to sacred sites in the world. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. I know your pictures were absolutely glorious. Mm. And it just looks absolutely magical. And I know that you keep your retreat quite intimate, which is another um, added value because sometimes with big bus tours, for example, you kind of get lost in the shuffle. I know when the one sacred site that we went to um, this past 2018 was Grand Canyon. And it's just so magical. We actually slept there, so can't we camp overnight. And I was still in Eastern time, so I got up really early in the morning. Um, 
probably like 4 a.m. for their time zone. And I just laid there. And I finally just woke everybody up. And I'm like, come on, we're going to go watch the sunrise. And we watched the sunrise all the way around the rim. We just drove to different sites to see it from different angles. And then I got to spend some time just meditating for the moment. And it was just absolutely beautiful, beautiful. Mm -hmm. and, and the one thing I noticed as we were leaving, especially we were there quite early, once about 7 a.m. hit, I couldn't get over the bus tours. People just jumping yeah. off, 15 minutes and jump back on, and not really getting to soak into the energy that was there. Just got the tricks and get back on the bus. And that is not the experience that you offer. You offer such a much more intimate, co-creative experience. Yeah. What, do they, what do they get when they go with you? So if they get the image of this bus tour, um, I know living here in Nigeria, a lot of us are here too. Um, just so they can shift from that image and instead replace it with what you offer. Mm-hmm. So I do believe it's smaller groups are a little bit more magical. Not, not just a little bit. They, they are more magical. And sure. I like my group, um, you know, anywhere from to 8 to 12, my very max. Um, I'm even maxing it out at 10 for the next one in May. And the difference is I, first of all, like to have time with, with each of the individuals that are coming. And also that we, we start building connections and, and creating a container all week long for us, those that are there. And we start becoming um, like our own unit, our own family that's on this journey together. So there's these connections that start happening, right? These bonds. And, um, and it's easier to create a sacredness, a container, a space when we have smaller groups, I feel. It's not that it can't be done with bigger groups, but there's something when it's a smaller group and you have that time and space. And plus, to have the space wherever you're staying. I feel like it's really important that you have some of your own space, but have space together. Um, and also being small groups that go to some of the sites. And because I'm, we're working with Velma, Velma has the inside scoop of where to go to some places that, you know, not everybody else is going. So that when we go to Moon Rai and, we, and, and we're honoring and going into the wound space in this rune of Moon Rai, we go to an area that we get to lay and sink into on the land where other places you just can't go do that. Um, so it's, you know, it's easy with smaller groups and, and that I'm so blessed that we have um, Helvema working with us too, which is wonderful. And then, you know, these moments that you, you can get, right? Like you said, these sunrises, these sunsets, oh, they're so important to be there with the land at those times of the days. And it's just, it feels like you have that peace when you have smaller groups, right? And you have your space um, to drop into it. instead of having larger groups. It, it doesn't feel the same. Absolutely. I mean, that's one thing about it I've shared as teachers. I as well, I, I like to keep my classes small. Um, I don't mind if shows are larger, but I like to keep my workshop and classes small because I want everyone to feel that they can ask the questions that they need answered, that they can interact, yeah. that they can know that they can access me and I'm happy to be there for them. And I know that that's your approach as well. And mm -hmm. so anybody interested in going to Peru, you really should check in with Roberto because they know it's going to be a wonderful experience and it's going to be telling you as you mentioned, there's only 10 people that get to go. 
So, um, so definitely that's an opportunity that's out there for you listeners. Now, one thing I'm wondering, so you've visited many sacred sites, and I'm wondering if you can share what are some similarities that you found amongst them. So some people, you know, maybe they're not drawn to Ireland or, or maybe they're drawn to Iceland or somewhere else. What are, what are the different similarities you find across the world, around the world, with respect to these sacred sites? Well, first of all, I think wherever you've got to tap into whatever your, your heart and soul is saying, this is where I need to go right now. That's so yeah. important because the land, is, the land itself is already calling you. It's saying, this is, I have medicine here. You're ready to align and remember me. So, yeah, sometimes it might be not Ireland or Peru. It may be somewhere in Arizona or somewhere in Iceland or you know, Hawaii or Guatemala. Like, there's so many places, right, all over the world. And, but what's similar is they are connected. They're just like us, right? We, we yeah. you and I, we have our own, we have similarities, and we, yet we have our own medicine. And just like when we gather women and, and various women or men, everyone is unique, but there's, a, there's something connecting us, right? So these sacred sites, they have this connection, these energetic connections that are weaving um, a story, a bigger story. But sometimes we look at them as just single and what their medicine is. So um, I would say trust that you are being called to whatever land is calling to you for a reason. I believe what's similar is there is medicine there. There is wisdom there. There's activations and um, healing that happens at whatever site you're at. They're just more powerful. Not to say that we can't find sacred sites in our backyard, in our home area. Because believe me, in my area, there is beautiful energetic sacred sites, energy vortexes. But these bigger ones, they just hold more power, more wisdom there. So there's, I find that they're very similar. It's just the medicine in it, right? It's different. And trusting in your own journey that you are right now and why you're being called and why you would be going and traveling to a place. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so glad that you mentioned sacred sites in our own backyard. Because mm-hmm. there really are many. As I mentioned, I have lived in many places. And each one holds its own sacred medicine, its own magic for everyone. And I know here a lot of people come to Niagara Falls for the healing that you can receive from the falls and from the water. Um, and certainly where Florida is. There's so many places, but there's places in your backyard, too, and I would love for you to share that. All of you listeners, you know, just post what are the, the sacred places you like to go in your community and share that with others and awaken that idea that we can all tap into that Mother Earth energy at any time. Yeah. Once again, do we have an hour? I could talk about my area for quite a while. <laughs> so, um, I, I I don't know if, if the, the people that are listening know, but I am from the Collingwood, Thornbury, Georgian Bay, Beaver Valley area. I would say area because I really do feel I'm connected to the area. It's not just one town. But I would say I really, my, my soul uh, connection really does feel like it's up on the escarpment, up on the mountain, over into the Beaver Valley area. My area is, um, you know, we have Georgian Bay. 
right there. So we have the beautiful bay and all that energy there of that wisdom of, of the essence of the bay. And then we have the beautiful mountains, the escarpment in our area. And then we have, you know, you go up over the escarpment, you head over to the Beaver Valley and we got lakes and rivers and um, we have rock climbing and paths and hiking and we're a very outdoorsy place here. And so I would say some of my go-to places soothe and to connect and when I need to hear some of my favorite places would be um, Duncan Caves um, hiking up through to Duncan Caves to Pinnacle Rock and chilling out at Pinnacle Rock and coming back down through the, the forest um, that also connects with um, Metcalf Rock that area is magical too and lots of the, the rock itself the rock face is a it reminds me of the energy of um Apu of the mountains of Machu Picchu, the holding, the witnessing, the, the like protectors that stand there. Um, then, you know, our Beaver Valley that runs over through the Beaver Valley over into Thornbury, um, anywhere along the, you know, the certain parts of be the river itself. And then the bay going to definitely, um, especially Thornbury is a really important place. It was my childhood um, even though I live just in the next town over, I've been over here just for five years, but Thornbury is like my childhood, right? That's, um, and so being sitting by the water, walking along the water is so magical and so powerful. And then one other place, oh no, do I have to say, I have to say two other places, Lori Forest, which is <laughs> at the top, the top of Georgian Peak, the Lori Forest area, and then Kalapur too. So Kalapur Forest and all the hiking I've seen there. I mean, we have so much and it's just the nature and there's, there's just wisdom and anchoring and a remembering. It's like, it's also not just that this is my home of this life. It's been a home for other lives too. So even though I might travel this world and I love to travel and yes, I've lived down in Toronto for education and various things. I always return to this place, to my home, to my heart. Yeah. Absolutely. And for me, my heart lives not too far from Alberta. It's actually in South Beach. And I kind of joke, I, I said it for the first time actually at this winter solstice, and I mean, I kind of joke about it, but it's kind of true. I just say, you know, like my body lives here in Niagara Falls with my family, my heart <laughs> and my soul live in South Beach. And that's where yeah. I go. I need to do some healing, some self work, get really raw and vulnerable and honest. Myself, I do. I go home. I go to Pablo. I sit on the beach. Maybe I'll go over to Washington and climb into the Bruce Peach and just sit there for a while and, um, you know, allow the earth to help me heal and allow me to go straight into whatever is supposed to be becoming. And she's right. There's so many amazing spots there. And there's amazing spots for you with as well. So that's my little challenge for today. Find a sacred spot by you. And, you know, Roberta, wrap up because we've just a little bit of time left together. Can you share with everybody what is it that they can be doing in their everyday life aside from tapping into their local sacred sites? What else is it that they can be doing to bring ritual that's really co-created their own life? Mm. I highly recommend getting in tune with the moon seasons. Or moon cycles. Well, they're seasons too. <laughs> they're seasons of our life. <laughs> but, um, and I must say, on my website, you can get, um, I have a free downloadable calendar that I've placed all when our moon cycles are happening, the times when they're coming in. 
which is easy. If you have that, it's in front of you and you, you take note, right? So if you tap into what the moon is doing, and then how do you, how do you feel? At the, start taking note of how you feel through the moon, the full moon to the new moon. As women, where is your, your own moon cycle, right? Where is that happening along with the natural um, moon cycle? And how does that make you feel? And then if you can look at this and bring it into the rest of your life, your business, in, in your relationships and getting out into the world, it gives you so much, right? And you can start anchoring into like some ritual times and just honor that it's the full moon, honor that it's the new moon and the medicine that comes with each of those and honor where you feel. It's important where you feel. The full moon may be happening and saying it's got so much light and energy and celebration, but do you feel that? Is that where you are in your natural cycle? And honoring that and, and just stepping into that um, for yourself. And same with the new moon. You know, the new moon is supposed to be about us setting our intentions. We're looking for, for the next, this next cycle, the 28 days. And how do you feel? Are you slowing down at that time naturally? Can you slip into more sacred practice and ritual to honor that for yourself? So I say look to the moon and, then, and look within yourself of your own natural cycles every month. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you. And another recommendation that I have too is just get into the practice of meditation. Because mm, yeah. if you listen to your soul, your soul will tell you exactly the medicine you're needing, where you need to go, what are the things you need to be doing, what sacred rituals will help you that will you need to be on your path. And you know, it doesn't have to be just sitting for two hours still. It can be while you're doing the dishes in the shower, it can be in so many different ways. My personal favorite, like I mentioned, just climb into those first seats and just sit there. That for me is just heaven. But I do my meditation at home as well, even when I'm not able to tap into that energy, just knowing that there is energy all around you that you can tap into and it's universal. So it's wonderful to be in these different spaces, but you can create your own container in your home that's a safe space as well. And maybe we can have Roberta back to talk about how to do that another day. What do you think, yes. Roberta? Oh, I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. So before we wrap up, Roberta, how can everybody reach you? Um, do you have anything left to say about your upcoming events and how they can get registered if they're interested? Yeah. The, the best way is go to my website, robins.com And my last name has two Bs in it. So robins.com has, of course, you can all my information there. It talks about any events, circles, retreats, the Peru, the Peru retreat, and then eventually you'll also see the Ireland retreat. Um, so it has all that. And then, of course, I'm on Facebook. I have um, my business page, Roberta Robbins, and that's at Sacred Medicine Weaver through Facebook. And Instagram is my other uh, go-to when it comes to social media. And just a regular old email is always lovely, which is info at robins.com. Wonderful. And just for those who are kind of curious and their ears just perked up, what is a sacred medicine weaver? <laughs> a sacred medicine weaver is, well, this is my essence I've learned, uh, that I am a sacred medicine weaver, and I'm weaving and taking in the essence and wisdoms that are presented to me and that are natural and already have been there for a long time. And I'm taking what's important in, to me and weaving that together, but I also weave it out to others to support them and 
what is rising within them. And we all have different kinds of medicine, right? So how do we bring that as our unique medicine to the world? And how do we weave it together, right, to share with others? Oh, I love it. I love it so much for joining me today. It's always an honor. I love our time together. And thank you for your patience with our technology. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Sam. I always love having our time together. Thank you. And for those of you who are wondering, how can you connect with me? How can you even be a guest on this show? You can connect with me at www.samblock.ca. All my events are there. So for some of you who are wondering, what does Sam have coming up? Because it seems like you're everywhere. No worries. I, I might actually be everywhere. I'm kind of wondering. So this coming weekend, here in Niagara Falls, we have the Healing Intensive Weekend. So the Shocker Boot Camp and the Healing Sunday. Um, that uh, workshop's actually full. However, the Chakra Group Camp will also be in Los Angeles in March. It will be in Regina in March. And stay tuned. It will be coming online as well later on this year. Um, I also will be in Batavia, New York for an evening with Spirit next Friday, the 25th. And those tickets are still available as well. So remember, you can connect with me on Facebook, on Instagram, Sam Black Psychic Medium, Sam Black Coaching Solutions, and my website www.samblack.ca. I am wishing you all so much love and I can't wait to connect with you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.